You're listening to CJSW 90.9 FM, broadcasting here in Calgary, Alberta on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Confederacy, home to the people of the Treaty 7 region and Métis Nation of Alberta Region 3. Playing songs so catchy, you'll hear them in your dreams tonight.
Hello, hello, welcome. Happy Thursday. My name is Marley Gillies. I'm the Student Union VP External here at the University of Calgary. If you've listened in on Thursdays at this time, you've heard my SU Advocacy radio show every Thursday at 11. Um, I am very excited because this is my second mayoral interview. Um, I'm doing a series of interviews with candidates, mayoral, Ward 7 and Ward 6 candidates, all the way up until the election on October 18th. So if you want to hear about the candidates, tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. and you'll meet somebody new. Very excited for my guest today. Jeff Davison is joining me. He was elected in 2017 as your Ward 6 City Councillor and brought his strong business focus to council. He served on the Board of Directors for Calgary Municipal Land Corporation, Calgary Economic Development, and the Opportunity Calgary Investment Fund. Um, some very big titles there. It's been a pleasure to work with Jeff um, in my term as VP External for the second year now. Um, so I am so glad you're here today, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here too. Yeah. It's I just... noticed you didn't say like the best one, you know, like <laughs> this was going to be the best interview. I think that's how we should sell well, this. Well, it is only my second interview, so we'll, we'll decide at the end. Well, listen. I got a 50-50 chance that this is the best one. <laughs> well, I think I'll leave it to the listeners to decide <laughs> then. I don't think that's my say. But uh, I've heard you've had a media background. You've been in this position before, probably. Well, I mean, you know, I trained to be in media. Uh, I went to SAIT. I actually did a broadcasting uh, diploma there. And I was actually the first uh, year where they offered a joint program with U of C. So, I, you know, right after that, I ended up coming here and doing a communications degree. Awesome. Very exciting. So this is not unknown territory to you being in the studio with the headphones on in front of a microphone. I I much prefer to be the person doing the interviewing. It's terrifying (laughs) to be the interviewee. Oh well, I'm yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So you make this great, you know. The plexiglass between us really does it, it does is, wonder. Yeah, it is helpful. Um, hopefully, this is less of an interview and more of a conversation. I'd love to sort of see what you've got planned, how your campaign's going, and your platform, and most importantly, how it affects students, um, mm-hmm. because that's really why I'm here, um, helping the student voice and uh, the students choice so that they can vote and thank you for it because i think it's an incredibly important voice in this election and you know i would extend back that it's been a pleasure working with you over the last couple of years just talking about student issues and you know how we how we've got to do things differently in this city right Mm -hmm. you know i think a lot of our challenge is that uh it's hard getting young people engaged in elections and and that tends to be because we focus on hey you should get out and vote rather than listening to the story of why you want to get out and vote Absolutely. And that's why I'm here doing these interviews. And I'm so thankful that you came on so that we can, you know, have this conversation that students can listen to and make an informed decision um, and feel like they do know what's going on. But uh, mm-hmm. speaking of your time on city council and the ways that we've worked together, what what was it like? And what was maybe like a, a highlight of your time on city council in these four years? You know, it's, it's really easy to say things like, you know, I did this or that project or we got this or that done. But you know, I think the highlight is really, you know, I've spent the last four years just helping people each and every day. And that's the best part about this job. Mm-hmm. It's it's about how do you make life better for people? How do you think about where are we going as a city? You know, there's a lot of challenges out there right now. Uh, you know, and it's not just Calgary that's in that situation. Globally, we've got an economic downturn. Obviously, everyone's been affected by COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of challenges. But our, our goal here is where do we want to be in the next 10 years? And what city do we want to be, you know, building towards? And yeah. then how are we going to bridge the gap to get there? And and the way you do that is by having a lot of conversations about the people that want to be in Calgary, not need to be in Calgary. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so you submitted your nomination papers for Ward 6 run. So mm-hmm. why the change? You know, it, it, 
I had always thought that I would spend sort of the next four years again just sort of doing my part on city council mm-hmm. to, to, to get, you know, our city moving again, get people back to work, providing new opportunities. Uh, because I've always thought Calgary is, you know, it's always been a place of open doors and open opportunity for mm-hmm. everyone. And I want to keep it that way. Um, but I do feel like I've spent the last four years on city council really setting the table for probably our biggest comeback in history. You know, we everything from the economy to homelessness are going to be huge factors in a post-COVID-19 world. And so, uh, you know, when I started thinking about all of the strategies that I've been a part of putting together the downtown recovery strategy, our economic strategy, our technology strategy, you know, the Rivers District strategy and the new event center and, and why those assets are important, I think to myself, our recovery is not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And without the right leadership, uh, I'm not convinced the city's going to recover. Mm-hmm. And, and during your time on council and being a part of that relationship, city councillor and mayor, what, what's that relationship like? And how has that sort of influenced your decision to make the switch? You know, the mayor is really the champion of your city, right? Mm-hmm. And really does lead sort of that visionary uh, umbrella sort of strategy in terms of where are we going. And then when you're a councillor, you're really focused on a number of things. You focus on your ward, but you also yeah. focus about, you know, what does your ward want as part of a larger picture in the city? Uh, everybody's just one vote, but I, I do believe yeah. it's the mayor's role to really champion our city and, and listen to people and, and guide so why should students care about sort of your voice as mayor or a mayoral candidate um, going forward into October? You know, the the biggest thing I would say is because this is your city too, mm-hmm. right? And when we think about uh, our recovery, recovery is not going to happen tomorrow. But we want to start working more with younger people to say, what are the jobs you value here? What are the things you want to have in your city? I really think it's about creating a place where we can live, work and play. And we've got to make sure all of those things happen in our city and, and mm-hmm. make Calgary a place where people want to be, not need to be, right? You, you think about right now out there in the world, talent, investment, job opportunities, all of those things are extremely mobile. And we can't continue to lose opportunity and watch young people walk away from our city without thinking to ourselves, how do we do this differently? And how do we make sure people want to stay in Calgary? Yeah, absolutely. And I know you and I talked offline about getting students engaged and making sure that student voice is heard. Um, And one of the best ways to do that is by them actually voting, um, Mm. which is becoming very inaccessible due to the Vote Anywhere polling stations um, not being on our campuses as of now. Um, And that was a decision that Elections Calgary made. And we are very, very concerned about that. So where do you stand on the issue and sort of what can we do to make sure that students are still voting, even if it's not on their campuses? Yeah, you know, I agree with you. I think it's a huge issue. I think, you know, we've got to make it convenient for people to vote and you've got to give people a reason that they want to get engaged to vote. And so really at the campaign level, that's why we're talking to so many young people today and mm-hmm. talking about what is that that you want in your city. Uh, but it really does boil down to we've got to be able to provide accessibility uh, and, yeah. and options for folks when it comes to actually getting out to the ballot box. And so mm-hmm. when we think about all of our campuses across the city, this is an incredibly important group of people that aren't being heard. Because yeah. if you have to make a choice between going to classes that you've worked really hard to pay for uh, mm-hmm. and, and your student career is super important, uh, you shouldn't have to choose, you know, should I go to class today or should I go and vote? Both yeah. of those things are incredibly important. And so providing uh, convenience to do it is important. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. And I think that that choice is not something that students should be faced with. Um, everybody deserves all of the opportunities to vote. And I think having it on our campus is the answer to that question, is Absolutely. how to get students to go and to make sure it's a part of our campus conversation. And so hearing this from 
I've heard it from many candidates. I've mm-hmm. heard it from sitting city councillors that this is something we want. So what's why can't we have it sort of thing? Well, the challenge is we can't really direct mm-hmm. the elections groups to go out and do things. What we can do is advocate for. And so I think, yeah. you know, this is where students need to get loud, right? Send a message to Elections Calgary. Send a message to Elections Alberta and say, this is, this is not appropriate. We, yeah. we need support because our voice matters. And so whether that's working with your student union, student associations, uh, you know, advocate for yourselves and, and make yeah. sure that your voice is heard. For sure. And I think that's... Uh, that should absolutely happen. Uh, October is coming up quick, and we want to make sure students have every opportunity. And I know that uh, a lot of the students' union and students, student associations in Calgary are taking on that responsibility to raise our voices and make sure that this is a loud issue um, so that we can change it. Well, it, it's good to see, right? But it doesn't stop there. Advocacy mm-hmm. doesn't just stop because we've had an election. I mean, I think one of the things we've been thinking about going forward is, you know, how do we involve, uh, you know, young entrepreneurs and young people in our campaign directly. And I think past this election, it's an incredibly important voice to stay in touch with, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and so I, I almost see sort of young folks being a part of our kitchen cabinet going forward, you know, talking about what are the issues? Are the issues changing? What do we need to be doing? Because our job at the city is to really make life better each mm-hmm. and every day. You must have read my mind because I was just about to ask you now, without vote anywhere and regardless of voting in the election and all that stuff, how are students involved in your campaign or how are you making sure students are incorporated into your positions and sort of the way you're conducting yourself as a candidate and potentially as mayor? Well, you know, I think it's it's all about Calgary's future and where we're going to go. And I think, you know, we talk to a lot of our young folks about what are the job opportunities you're looking for? How can we help advocate with post-secondary institutions to say, you know, if I'm bringing in a bunch of technology jobs and, and the post-secondaries are turning out a bunch of geology <laughs> jobs, those two things aren't matching, right? The left hand has to talk to the right hand in this point. And, mm-hmm. and that's the whole point of getting young people involved is to, to understand what are the things people not just want to have in their city, but what are the opportunities they're looking for going forward. And that's not going to change, right? You know, I think we have to think about these things over the long term to say, you know, are the same issues we're hearing about today, are they going to matter in two years? Have those issues changed? And the only way you understand that is by having conversations and, and making sure that young people have a voice. Mm-hmm. So what to date has your outreach to students looked like um, to be able to make sure that their voice is heard or incorporated in your candidacy? Well, you know, it's a lot of things at the city, right? We're, we're the closest touch point people have. And so it's everything from advocacy on things like UPass and transit to, you mm-hmm. know, we are hearing a lot right now about, you know, polling stations on campuses, all the way through to, you know, I'm concerned about my future here. Yeah. Right. Calgary is not necessarily a place I want to be anymore. And so that, you know, my job is to start listening about how we can we can stop watching young people leave to go to Toronto and Vancouver mm-hmm. and keep them in Calgary. Yeah. And I think students are, are really concerned. The job opportunities and not even just because of COVID, mm-hmm. um, but they're just not there. And, you know, our tuition is increasing and sort of all of that together is pushing students out um, either of the province or out of their education, mm-hmm. um, which is not something that we want to see. So what will you do specifically as mayor to make sure students stay in Calgary? I think it's about providing great opportunities in the city, right? I think, you know, Alberta in general right now is a transitioning economy, right? Mm -hmm. We're moving away from sort of those things of what we used to know as we used to be an oil and gas city. We used to be sort of a a cowboy city. We're not those things anymore. And it's okay to embrace our past, uh, but we have to figure out where we're going in the future. And we have to figure out what are those opportunities that folks are looking for. And so, you know, my, one of our biggest tasks right now is, is obviously economic recovery. And that's going to be a 10 year program. Uh, But as we're out there talking to, 
you know, big technology companies about moving their headquarters to Calgary. It, it's less and less a, a conversation about taxes. It's less and less a conversation about affordability. It's more and more a conversation of, do you have the right amount of talent to facilitate growth? And so when they come to us and say, look, we're going to set up a, a company here. We want to hire 1,000 people today, uh, but I need to be 4,000 people tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Do we have the, the right amount of talent coming out of our post-secondaries to keep these companies here and, and thriving? Mm-hmm. And I don't think we do today. And that's part of the advocacy that we have to change. I think there's all of this noise about you know economic recovery, what a post-COVID world looks like, and sort of students are looking for what their place is in that. Mm-hmm. And even if they're still studying or if they're just graduating or they're just headed into post-secondary, what is their role in that? And what specifically does that look like for students who are in Calgary and trying to build their lives here as the city is trying to rebuild itself? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of uncertainty out there, right? It's not just for students. I think that's, you know, even just in our overall uh, employment pool here in Calgary, there's a lot of uncertainty about where the city's going to be going and what we're going to be looking at. Uh, you know, if you're in, in oil and gas right now, you've probably been downsized within your company. And so, you know, even people who've had 20-year careers in energy are now looking at, where do I go from here? Do I become a small business owner? Do I move and transition into a technology role? And so mm-hmm. part of what we're doing at the city is trying to think about how do we help people move into those roles? But at the same time, how do we create new opportunities and how do we partner you know, with other orders of government, with the private sector, with the post-secondaries to say, th- these are the type of companies we're attracting here. We've got to get on board with facilitating the amount of talent that can go in there. And, and do we have the interest here that, that keeps people on that? Mm-hmm. And sort of... With that, how do we make sure that students stay engaged? How are students engaged with sort of your platform and your candidacy, but also afterwards, um, you know, if elected, how do you make sure that line of communication isn't just cut off? Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's the big question, right? We tend to have these conversations every four years when an yeah, election comes around absolutely. and then we forget <laughs> about the interim. And I think, you know, our commitment going forward is is to start meeting with people and start listening. Yeah. And, I, you know, whether that's students or any other advocacy group, uh, those are the important voices in our community right now saying, look, we've got to do things differently. We have to learn to compete differently. Uh, we have a number of challenges that we're not addressing. And so you have to keep those conversations going. And so looking at how students can get involved is, you know, start getting involved with your student union or your student mm-hmm. association. Start having those voices and making sure that the group that represents you locally at the post-secondary level is having those conversations with city councils, with the province of Alberta, because they're incredibly important voices to have. Yeah, I'm not biased at all, but students should absolutely get involved with their students' unions and students' Absolutely. We can make that sales pitch right now. (laughs) I can get on board with that for sure. Um, But yeah, I just think having students involved um, is the key. As student associations, we're seeing that we're the last to be invited to the table where those conversations are happening, where those decisions are being made. Um, And so much of what city council talks about affects students. Mm -hmm. I mean, affects all Calgarians, but as students specifically, we're not represented and we're not there. Um, So I think that's something that all students would be looking for to sort of understand what their municipal government's doing for them and also how they can be, be involved. Yeah, well, I, I would say it's not just students that feel that way. I think yeah. there's a lot of groups out there that feel like their voices is not being heard. And so yeah. trying to provide better access to councils 
to hear those voices is incredibly important to that's, us. That's a really good point, and I, I sort of am student-centric, um, and I sort of acknowledge that lens. Um, but you bring up a good point that there's a lot of other voices. How do you shuffle through the noise um, and the competing voices that are trying to get to you as a candidate, but potentially as mayor as well? Well, look, I, you know, the, the easiest way to put it is I don't play left to right politics. I'm not interested mm-hmm. in that. And, you know, my philosophy is that Calgary's not going to recover if every Calgarian doesn't recover. And so, you know, you, you, you have to listen to everybody, you know, but one person's going to say one thing to you. The next person may have a different point of view. Your job is to remember, why was I elected? What do I represent? What do I stand for? And then make good decisions that you think will do, you know, the best possible uh, outcomes for the most amount of people. And, and sometimes you'll make decisions that people aren't happy with. Uh, it happens all the time in our role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to sort of come back to who am I and why was I elected and what do I re- want to represent and, and make good decisions on the basis of that. How, how do you deal with that, you know, making decisions that not everyone may be happy with? Probably as a city council, you've probably faced that a couple of times. What, what's that daily, like? Yeah. Daily. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard, right? Because I think... There, it's very easy to to say no to things. It's very easy to intentionally want to cause harm and reputational damage to projects. Uh, misinformation flies at such a rapid rate, it's almost impossible to get in front of. Uh, you have to kind of ignore some of that, though, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to sort of stay true to the message. And, and again, why why are you pushing the project forward? What What is your mandate? Why were you elected? Uh, and, and do you think, you know, deep down inside of you that this is going to be the best thing for the folks that elected you to represent mm-hmm. them. And and you just have to, you, you have to be guided by that. Otherwise, the job will just eat you alive. Yeah, and I, I can't imagine it must be difficult to know for sure if you're being guided in the right direction and sort of what that even looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of competing voices, but I think Obviously, going back to my student lens, um, yeah. being a part of the conversation and being at that table is something that we value a lot. Um, I think that's exactly what we're looking for. I know you and I talked about that before, um, but that student voice just being reflected in the issues that matter to students. Yeah, and it's hard, right? Because change doesn't happen by staying quiet about things and being frustrated about things, right? And and so it takes everybody getting involved to say, Let, let's go learn about the issues. Let's have a conversation and then advocating on that position. And, you know, that doesn't stop when you, when you, you know, stop being a student. I think, you know, it's just people yeah. that want to be lifelong learners. That's, yes. that's about taking a position and trying to make your community better and standing up for what you believe in. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess back to some student issues. Sorry, I definitely got sidetracked, but you touched on a lot of really important things that I wanted to pick up on. Um, Never let the politicians take the microphone. They will just kind of <laughs> just keep talking around other things. No, it's great. That's exactly what I wanted. So Something like sort of the Green Line project. Sure. Where where do you stand on that um, as approved? Yeah, Green Line is an incredibly important project going forward, right? Both for economic recovery, part of our downtown recovery. But, you know, when you think about it, Green Line's an arterial piece of track, right? And what that means is that uh, it's a key piece of infrastructure that's going to allow us to expand our tr- our overall transit network across the city. And, uh, you know, as we move forward, you think about... If we're successful in our economic strategy and our downtown recovery strategy and all of these things, and we're building the Rivers District, which Green Line is going mm-hmm. to be incredibly a, a, an important piece of, um, we've got to start to think about Calgary's going to be moving towards a city of 2 million people in the next 10 to 15 years. 
And we have to think about how we move people around our city differently. And so providing good transit infrastructure proactively is just, it's a huge component of the overall recovery story for us. Yeah, and I think it's very beneficial to students and it's something that uh, they're looking forward to. I know there's still a lot of details that uh, some other candidates or city councillors even have said that needed to be revisited. Mm-hmm. How do you stand on the project going forward and if it's something that's, you know, is good to go or might need another visit? Well, the alignment is now set and, mm-hmm. you know, the first phase of funding is now in. And so, you know, our job is going to be not so much about dealing with uh, changes. It, 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 we will find inflationary pressures mm-hmm. uh, across all of our major projects in the city over the next few years. And so that'll be the biggest component that we have to manage through is just cost procurements and inflation costs related to construction materials. Um, but we'll manage those things. Uh, our, our overall goal, though, is to start having a better relationship with the province and the federal government to say, look, Green Line's not complete. This is phase one. You know, we've got to get to yeah. the overall vision of how do we deliver uh, a north-south line. Yeah, absolutely. And just transit in general. And I know the UPASS program is something that students really mm-hmm. value. It makes transit accessible, yeah. a part of their university, their post-secondary life. Um, what else do you think needs to be done or how can we make sure transit is more accessible um, for students, but also for those at the margins who are looking to use transit, but it's just something that's not attainable? Yeah, I mean, we're looking at a lot of different programs from the low-income transit passes, yeah. uh, which we have. But I think the UPASS, is a, it's an incredibly important piece uh, because we have to recognize that it's not just about getting students to and from you know school right it, mm-hmm. it's actually about getting to the grocery store it's about going out in the evening it's about living your life and so providing good uh, affordability to a pass for students is is an important piece and so uh, we've been working I, I chair the city's transportation and transit committee and so mm-hmm. we're obviously working with all of the post-secondaries to say this is something we want to see reinstituted because we know how impactful it is to students we yeah. want students to get now loud with their with their student associations and unions to say mm-hmm. we need a voice at the table yeah. because when these boards are making these decisions on behalf of students i think they take the lens of it's about going to and from school when it's actually about mobility across our entire city yeah and i'm sure that this year you're probably sick of hearing from me about never, the UPAS never. As, as as chair of the transit and transportation committee um this was something that we championed as student leaders this year to make sure that students were at the table especially mm-hmm. with decisions being made like the UPASS going virtual on the MyFair app. Um, So I know I probably bugged your inbox a couple too many times to hear about it. but uh, That's what we're here for, so anytime. (laughs) We're happy to sort of have that consultation directly with Calgary Transit. That's something that hasn't happened before and it seemed sort of ridiculous to have a program that's designed for students but you don't even talk to the students about it kind yeah. of thing. Well, and, and, you know, thanks for your advocacy on that because I'm glad we got to have direct conversations with that yeah. too because I think that's how you lead to changes, right? Yeah. It's, you know, you have to think about it not as something that happens on a spreadsheet, but about the folks you're, you're actually affecting with the decisions you're making. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was our goal and something that continues to be our goal going forward is that this consultation isn't a one-time thing and that every time changes are happening to the UPASS program or something related to transit or just student related in general i'll say the same thing over and over again but that students are there and our voices Mm -hmm. is considered and a part of the conversation well and it's important to keep having the conversation because things change over time right and just because we make a decision today doesn't mean it's the best decision for tomorrow Mm -hmm. and so you you have to keep those conversations going to ensure that we're providing the best possible service to all calgarians yeah and i you mentioned that you know things change um and that your term as mayor would 
potentially be four years um, if you were elected. As city councilor, what what is that four years like? How much changes in that time? How much are you dealing with the same things? Are you able to check off your to-do list? What's that sort of period like? You know, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a whirlwind when, <laughs> when you get elected. Um, but, you know, at the local level, that is your opportunity to make fast changes and implement yeah. those changes in a four-year term. I mean, some of the challenge we're going to have going forward is there's a lot of outside people coming into council. This will actually be the yeah. biggest turnover in council history. Yeah. I can tell you as, you know, somebody who considers myself relatively educated and smart, it takes a while to learn the job. It's, mm. it's, it's not unlike any job you've ever had before or ever seen before. And so, you know, it's hard to hit the ground running. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to be one of the biggest challenges with leadership going forward at the city is that we need somebody who has a bit of a track record of collaboration and getting things done because you're, you're really going to have to shepherd this new council, yeah. understand what they got elected on, understand what their visions are, and then how does that ladder up to the larger vision of where the city needs to go? Because uh, this is a team, right? It, there's, no, there's no I in team, and I know it's a cliche to say, but uh, anytime you get things done at the city... Um, it's never about me. It's never about, oh, Jeff, you got that project done. Congratulations on getting the event center done. It wasn't about me. It was about council making that decision and council making a good decision on the basis of what Calgarians are telling us. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, one that I hadn't considered is that, you know, if elected mayor, you'll sort of be responsible for making sure everybody is sort of there, present um, in the job and is this new council is ready to go and make those decisions. And you touched on it a little bit, but what specifically in your leadership would help make that smooth transition smooth? Yeah, I mean, it's spending time together. It's mm-hmm. understanding what, you know, your council's priorities are and what they got elected on. And then, you know, well, obviously as mayor, your job is to sort of be the team captain in a bit, in a way, yeah. right? It's how do you take those individual ward priorities or civic priorities and how do you ladder them all back to what the overall vision is? Because, you know, the mayor's job is to be visionary and, and really lead the city forward. And so I think in, in a world where post-COVID-19 recovery is going to be, you know, in everything from homelessness all the way to our economy, uh, you know, th- that's the mayor's job to focus on. Now you have to take the 14 other councillors and say, well, yeah, what are the ward-specific priorities that you have as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And And just with your experience on council, how much of that is competing priorities and how much of it is something that... Is actually <laughs> well, there's on. a lot of competing priorities, <laughs> right? But but I think it's it's about uh, the priorities that win are because you have a number of councillors working together to say, yeah. yeah, I understand that's your priority, and I, I actually think that's that's a good thing for your citizens, but it's a good thing for my citizens too. And so mm-hmm. I think that's where you have to start having those broader conversations, right? Because I think the next sort of decade is really going to be less and less about the individual community priorities and more about sort of that overall vision of where is the city going, and and, and that's going to ladder all the way down to a very local level. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't believe how fast time has gone by. Um, But I wanted to make sure I asked you about the event center, because I know it's something that you've worked on um, to date Mm -hmm. and continue to. What what does that mean to you? And sort of what do you think it'll mean to Calgary? Well, you know, the event center is not just a hockey deal. And a lot of people want to say it's just a hockey deal. It's Mm -hmm. not. This is about bringing a major facility front and center into the community to stand up a new community, right? So if we think about our, our biggest challenge right now, I think is downtown recovery. It's also Mm -hmm. our biggest opportunity. And if we can create an area in our downtown where we have that live, work and play environment, uh, I think that's incredibly impactful, not just to our tax base, but to to start creating that placemaking here where people want to be. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what the event center really does. It becomes that catalyst for development in, in the Rivers District. 
And what have you heard so far on that? I know there's lots of concerns about the cost and if it's something that's worth it right now um, and if it's something that's accessible to all Calgarians. I mean, not everybody is a hockey fan or goes to the event centre. So is it something that you've heard is worth it or are those concerns sort of outweighing the positives at this point? No, I mean, I think on a building level, the building will pay for itself. We are getting a 2% ticket tax fee. So, I mean, the city will make, you know, its its money back and then some on the facility itself. And that's what Calgarians should care about is that, you know, we're making an investment and that investment has an economic return. Moreover, though, this is about standing up a district that when we think about, uh, we have a world of shrinking tax dollars right now. We've got to build our tax base. This is an opportunity to to build tax base without increasing tax rate. Mm-hmm. And where do students fit in all of this? Where do students fit in all of this? <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's it's everything from local employment to, yeah. you know, I think you, what we hear from a lot of students is that I'm tired of watching concerts bypass Calgary. Mm. I'm tired of seeing things go to Edmonton and Vancouver and, frankly, Saskatoon. <laughs> and so, at which, you know, we laugh at, but it's actually happening, yeah. right? And so thinking about how do we provide some of those opportunities for entertainment, also employment, um, but... This is something that if you're if you're a teacher in Tuscany and you don't go to concerts, if you're an electrician in Evergreen, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to go to to Flames games. The the key here is that this is about economic development and and really trying to capitalize on an opportunity that is very unique to Calgary. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a that's a good point, and I know students are eager to see where their place is in it, and if there's you know employment opportunities or just opportunities in general I think will be really exciting to see if if that all does happen. Another thing that students are, are watching closely um, is the guidebook for greater communities. Mm-hmm. I know this visited council um, and I actually spoke on it on behalf of the students union. Um, what's, Wonderful what's advocacy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what's your thoughts? Well, I mean, I think, you know, the, the guidebook is just that. It's a guidebook, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this was this is about sort of thinking about how we do things differently. And I think, you know, the biggest part that guidebook was bringing is that how do you, you know, how do you provide equitable affordability across all communities and, and thinking about how we build those communities differently? While at the same time, thinking about, you know, one of the greatest things one of the greatest things about Calgary is the diversity of the communities that we have here. Mm-hmm. And so making sure you stay true to the character of those communities while expanding ways that we can, you know, revitalize them and bring new people into them is incredibly important. You know, we've got a lot of communities in Calgary that are 50, 60 years old and they haven't seen any reinvestment. And yeah. we're starting to see people move out of those communities. They're aging out. They mm-hmm. require a lot of infrastructure dollars. Yeah. We're trying to find new ways to reinvest and get, in, you know, again, it's about making people want to be in communities, not because they need to, but because they want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think guidebook aside, students are living in those communities with absolutely. their families, with their parents. Um, UFC and other institutions in Calgary are largely commuter campuses. So students are looking to their communities for those opportunities, whether employment or just general. Um, and I think, yeah, being able to, to access all of that guidebook aside is something that's really important. Yeah, across across the city, it's about affordability. It's about yeah. access to great amenities. It's it's about, you know, being able to be in the community you want to be in mm-hmm. and, and live in. And, and you know, Calgary is a very unique city where we live in almost a quadrant sort of focus, right? Yeah. If you grew up in the Southwest, you tend to still live in the Southwest, yeah. right? Um, and, and like that across all of our quadrants. And so mm-hmm. thinking about as we reinvest in these communities, uh, how do we continue to provide great amenities and make them affordable for everybody is, is a key consideration. Yeah, and I think housing, too, is something I would add to that list for, for students specifically, that there's a variety, that there's options, that it's affordable and accessible yeah. Yeah. Um, is, is just so key. Yeah. Yeah. 
a couple more questions that I wanted to ask you. I know it's uh, we're running long, but that's okay. This is a very crowded race. I think last I counted, 22 candidates, with three being current sitting city councillors. Um, how do you stand out in all of that, and how do you make sure that sort of your voice as a candidate is heard? Well, you know, I think there's two. Uh, you know, at the rate they keep getting arrested, we'll windle that number down, I think. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it is a crowded race. And I think any time you have an incumbent who's stepping out, it is going to be yeah. a, a crowded race. I think, you know, what separates a lot of the candidates is, are you somebody who does what they say they're going to do? Do you have a track record of collaboration? Have you proven to get things done for our city? And, mm-hmm. and have you been impactful w- with what you've done, whether that's through volunteering or your time on council? Uh, I think those are going to be incredibly important things going forward. I think Calgarians are tired of the division, right? We're tired of left-to-right politics. We just want to see good things for our people and good things for our city. Mm -hmm. And that's really what my campaign is all about. You know, like, I I firmly believe that just Calgary doesn't recover unless every Calgarian recovers. And that's Mm -hmm. really what we've got to get focused on. Yeah, and I think that's what students are are focused on as well. So I hope they were able to take something from this interview about your campaign, about your candidacy, and to be able to make an informed vote. What would you say to those students who are listening um, leading into October 18th? Don't just get out and vote because you should. Get, get out and vote because you care, because you want to care. You care about where your city's going. You want to have opportunity here. Learn about the candidates. Learn about yeah. who is moving our city forward. Learn about who is trying to provide you with opportunity. Learn about who is listening to your voice and wants to represent it going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are going to be, you know, give people the reason to want to vote, not because they need to, but because they want to. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point and a really good way for students to learn about the candidates is to tune in every Thursday at 11. I will have a candidate on. Um, and if you miss the show, you are able to listen at cjsw.com. All of the episodes are saved under Students Union Weekly. Um, and uh, please reach out to me. Again, my name is Marley Gillies. You can reach out to myself or the Students Union page on any social media platform if you have any questions or concerns and jeff anything you wanted to say to close you know uh, thank you for having us thank you for, thank you thank for, you for everything here. we do and thanks to our students if you have any questions you can uh, go to the website jeff davison thank you so much jeff for being here i hope you have a great rest of your day and uh, you'll be hearing from me soon thanks <laughs>
Hello, welcome back. My name is Marley. Um, if you missed it, I just interviewed Jeff Davison, who is a mayoral candidate in the upcoming municipal election. Um, I will be doing candidate interviews every single Thursday up until the election. So tune in at 11 on Thursdays or listen online at cgsw.com to learn about your candidates and make an informed vote um, bef- on or before October 18th. So it's coming up quickly, um, but I'm very excited to get to know the candidates a little bit more. Next week, I will have Aaron Waite and Heather McRae on to talk a little bit about their candidacy. Both of those ladies are running in Ward 7, which is the University of Calgary Ward. So if you live on or near the University of Calgary, you will be voting in the Ward 7 race. So absolutely tune in to hear about those two candidates. After that, on August 19th, I'll have Jyoti Gondak on. She is currently the city councillor for Ward 3M, but she did put her name in the hat for mayor. So she is a mayoral candidate coming on the show August 19th. Um, After that, August 26th, I'll have Brad Field on, another mayoral candidate. Um, Following that, September 16th, I'll have Terry Wong, who is another Ward 7 candidate, and Courtney Walcott, who is a Ward 8 candidate. So Ward 8 is just neighbor to Ward 7. So if, you, uh, if you're if not sure what ward you live in, I would recommend going to the City of Calgary website, um, putting in your address, and they will tell you. And then you'll be able to listen in, figure out who your candidates are for your ward race um, that you'll be voting in. And then on September 23rd, I'll have Jeremy Farkas on the show, who is another mayoral candidate as well. So I have a very exciting lineup of candidates that I'm so eager to meet and hear from. The student voice in this city is so hugely important, and I hope that these interviews help you get more insight into the candidates' vision for Calgary and how they plan on prioritizing students. If you have questions for the candidates specifically, whether they've been on my show already or whether they're guests that are about to come on, please reach out to me, Marley Gillies. You can find me on all social media platforms, or you can go to your Students' Union UFC Uh, social media pages as well and reach out there there's lots of promotion so you won't miss anything Um, and if you're not sure what episodes have already happened go online at cgsw.com all the shows are under the students union weekly tab so you'll be able to see there a lot of why this is happening is because of sort of my role on the Calgary student, yeah, Calgary Student Alliance. Um, I was elected chair for the second year on the CSA, and it's made up of student leaders from all major post-secondary associations across the city. So we've got Mount Royal University, SATE, um, AU Arts. We've got Bow Valley College, Ambrose, Saint Mary's. Um, so all of the major post-secondary institutions. Maybe you know somebody that attends post-secondary. Their student association or student union presidents or vice presidents external or the equivalent sit on the CSA with me it's an incredible group of student leaders I love everything that we do and all our meetings together are so productive um, and this year is really the first year that we are involved and active um, not only with the election but with you know the current sitting city councillors and the mayor um, being sort of the go-to student voice in the city is something that we strive to be and have really worked up to be um, and that's a direct result of you know this year's membership um, to be able to build all of that up to be able to reach out to candidates and have them on this radio show here um, I think is something that 
has been so valuable. Um, and so regardless of where you attend post-secondary, I hope that uh, these interviews are useful for you. If you have questions and you don't attend U of C, please reach out to your students union or student association representatives um, because we're all connected. We all work very closely together and that's such like the best thing about my position and my job is that I don't just work with the student leaders at the University of Calgary, but with all the student leaders um, from across the city, across the province, um, and even across the country. So we do some really great collaborative work together, um, but a lot of it is falling to the city at this point. Um, hopefully you've been keeping up with the Vote Anywhere polling stations. Uh, still haven't heard anything from Elections Calgary on that issue. Um, if you've missed it, I had an episode three weeks back now already um, on the Vote Anywhere stations that they will not be having at this point on uh, post-secondary institutions across the city. So students will have to leave their campus or go in their community somewhere um, and find a place to vote, which makes voting for students a lot less accessible um, and takes it away from that campus conversation and what we're really trying to do, promoting voting, but also promoting the municipal government, what issues fall there, lots of students and lots of citizens of Calgary don't know. Um, so we're hoping to bridge that gap starting with these interviews here. So hopefully that lineup was helpful. You're interested and want to tune in again in a couple of weeks. Um, but in the meantime, please reach out if you have any questions. So I opened the show today um, with a song called Nobody by Mitski. And that, al- that song was off of the album Be the Cowboy. Um, Then I had my interview with Jeff, and uh, following that, during the music break, we heard O from the Linda Lindas from their single. Uh, Then it was 99 to the Moon from Said the Whale, and last was Best Friend from Donna Missell. And I'll close the show with a couple more songs this afternoon. Um, Benson Hedges from Fun, and uh, Now and Then from Anson Eggers. So I hope you enjoy. Again, my name is Marley Gillies. I'm the Vice President External at the University of Calgary Students' Union. Thank you for tuning in. Happy Thursday. I hope you have a great rest of your day and hope to hear from you soon. Holy Ghost, when do you come out to play? Because if the Lord is going to find He better start looking Spent the weekend setting traps in the road I should have been calling out my eyelids You'll never guess what baby did when she got Oh, oh, oh Now, 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 now it leaves the birds singing to me here What they're trying to say
big mistakes For all my big mistakes Coming soon 